Uh, hi there. Welcome to the Lonesome Road episode two. Our unofficial motto being, we know consistency is important and it's the one thing we can never provide for you. However, we're back again and I, Lucy, am joined by Seth and the nomadic Zach, who God knows where he is. He could be anywhere right now. He's in an undisclosed location, I think. Um, I think he's in a... In a and an airstream trailer. He he doesn't have to woods. tell us. It can be his secret. <laughs> I'm just always gonna say I'm in watching. the woods. Oh. That's a suspicious and non specific place to be, so that's good. <laughs> well, I was gonna say boys. Gentlemen, boys. That just sounds like a PG Woodhouse thing. Um <laughs> ladies and gentlemen and boys. Uh we were gonna talk about aliens tonight, weren't we? And I've had a lot of mm-hmm. caffeine, but clearly not enough. And so aliens, there's a lot to cover there. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to discuss with aliens, not to impugn Bigfoot, who was our topic last time, but aliens are kind of a big deal. I've been studying up, but I feel like I'm just getting started on the topic. Um, I guess it was Seth who suggested our newsy inroad was the fact that uh, Donald Trump had instituted a horrible new phone line where you're supposed to call about aliens, uh, Homeland Security sort of phone line, call in and report aliens who have committed crimes. And delightfully, um, and, and props to you, America, apparently this call, this, this uh, phone line was flooded with reports of flying saucers, abductions, UFOs, ALF sightings, and all sorts of other things. Um, at least over the initial first couple of days that this phone line was out. And that is very encouraging, I think. Um, I, I'm, encourage, I'm encouraged because they took the high road to talk about aliens. I would have called and complained about my neighbor. Oh. <laughs> Who's dancing at all hours. Now this keeps me from making America great again. <laughs> Well, someone's got to do it. You know, there's one person who's getting in the way of yeah. making America great again. It's actually you. Sorry. This Larry character, he says, is his cousin. I don't buy it. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> well, talking about aliens point, I, is good. Well, what were you saying, Zach? Oh, I was going to say, I really appreciate that form of, like, obstructionist protest where, mm-hmm. where it's you know, basically it's just flooding the lines and keeping a bunch of people busy who would otherwise be, you know, working on deporting um, immigrants. So, uh, so yeah, props to America. Yeah, I more. I wish I, I think I wish I wasting government officials' time is a great thing that we should all be doing a lot more in life. Um, I think that's awesome. It is. And I think, like, like another, like, important thing with that is, like, if you're going to do these things that like like abstract the government from doing things you don't want them to do, like these protests is like, if you can make it fun and make it funny, then it's not meaning is just like calling them up and reading the phone book or whatever. And, and you know, that, that feeling that you're sort of, you know, you're sort of like in a prank or whatever, probably keeps you from getting a lot more worn down. Uh, helping you sort of maintain momentum to keep doing this every week, to just keep calling this number every week to complain about, you know, for aliens from Melmag that are after your cat. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I heard people even in the first couple of days worry that this is going to be like one big spike of delightful principal trolling and then people were going to forget about it. <laughs> and I haven't heard whether people have kept doing it and they should. And I, sh I should be doing well, they, my um, part for America and reporting that um, Whitley Stryber and his friends came over to abduct me and I'm scared. Please help me. Ice, Ice was dumb enough to tell everyone look, we think that it's only going to last for two weeks, and if we can just hold out for two weeks, it'll die down and we can get down to business. So I was waiting for the three for like week three to start. Like, God, I, like, maybe I, don't I should worry. call right now. <laughs> like, we'll just do this as shift work. Let's yeah, let's see. break this up into shifts. <laughs> I mean, it could also open up a separate line that's actually for um, reporting space aliens and uh, send people there. But, but again, you know, probably accomplish the same thing. Did the, didn't the government I mean, actually have one back in the like Project Blue Book days? Didn't they actually have like ha have like a, a line you could call to report? That, that? I hope they had a specific line. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. Obviously they, they report, you know, they followed up on reports, but a specific phone line is delightful. Um, I think, I, back then, though, it, it was like you could just like call the local Air Force base and be like, "Like, hey, Mac, I saw a flying saucer over the diner. And they're like, "Oh, we see it. We see it. Yeah, yeah. We're dealing with yeah, it right now." <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. it's just, but listen, we scramble jets to escort you out of <laughs> U.S. airspace, but it's definitely just swamp gas. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what swamp gas is, but I'm sure that's what everything suspicious is. Um, yeah, yeah, alien. Like, I don't know, guys. Should I call? Well, I think I think so. Do an on-air call. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, Mufon probably has. I, I know there's at least one organization that does have a UFO hotline. You call and they take down the information because the guy who does it is on coast to coast quite a bit, and he's just like the most like. Uh, that old guy, you know, he's like, he seems like the same sort of guy that's like really model trains or like having like a, a snappy little sports car, like classic car. Model trains are fun though. It's another fun thing that you hate, just like Cupid dolls and America. You hate everything. Full of joy. What is wrong with you? Trains, because they're just little versions of big trains, <laughs> which I'm very not, excited about. Are you very excited about them? Good. They're not physically oh, yeah, sensible, but they're a lot of fun. All right, guys, I'm going to call oh, yeah, and report an alien. Hold on. Let's see what they right. say. Is it on speaker? Oh, it really should be, shouldn't it? This is going to be really um, underwhelming, isn't it? Paul Joseph Watson or whatever the, like... Provide all available and reusable information for victims and their families who have been impacted by a crime committed by an alien who may be subject to removal. Ah, crime committed by an alien. To report a crime. <laughs> this is not a line just to report a crime. Local law enforcement okay. Agency, the but how do I tell them about the aliens? One, eight, six, six, they won't. The aliens could be coming closer, you know? I could see right. the lights in the sky. Yeah, there's no sense of urgency here. All right. Remember the Simpsons? To report the regicide? They have business hours? I'm about to get 
fucking abducted by a UFO here and they have business hours. That shit's I know, I know one job immigrants, I know one job immigrants aren't taking and it's night shift voice uh, <laughs> operator. Oh, uh, that's very disappointing. Uh, All right, well yeah. now that I can't wait, at least they say alien on there. I really want to be calling to report space aliens. It's think, what if, is that a possibility? It, I mean, it like it does not say illegal alien or you know a- alien yeah. person. It says an alien. So you know, on a technicality, none of these people were in the wrong. Um, uh, accurate. Paul Paul Joseph Watson or whatever the like the little like like Coldplay looking guy from from Infowars. <laughs> It should be a crime to call up and report space aliens to that line because nothing says I support freedom like making everything that makes you mad a crime. Wait, wait, wait. Did he actually <laughs> say that? We did it. Because this is like another one of, one of those but this is like another one of those moments where I have to say that I expected more of him, which is not true per se, much like I don't really expect anything from Alex Jones. But I was still disappointed when Alex Jones became a shill for Trump and therefore a shill for the man and became actually trusting of Trump. It was such a bummer. And like Paul Joseph was Watson was yeah. like, has like a tinfoil hat and like just it's like, that's disappointing that he would actually think that. Yeah, that's you want so, them to go all the way with it. Yeah. Well, Alex Jones for like there's like a two week period where Alex Jones is like kind of like calm and he's not like going crazy and he's just like well, Trump's Trump's the president. We're losing you. At least I am. Okay, I'm too. Alex Jones got kind of boring after the election a week or two because it was just okay, and then you know, then only last went right back to crazy tone. Well, I mean, either Infowars or aliens are trying to. Uh, infiltrate our yeah i got the gist of that which was that alex jones got really boring after the election but seth if we want (laughs) um we we want we want to be able to hear your beautiful words of wisdom about alex jones so you must you must be careful with your (laughs) technical skills um yeah i mean the only alex jones that i truly like is the one that rants about justin bieber in what is basically like (laughs) slam slam poetry or like some sort of performance justin biebler and he's talking you know, justin biebler and talks about how kids should admire magellan instead of justin bieber and it's just like amazing and i also enjoy him oh, in great. john ronson's documentary and book and stuff um i'm still so mad i couldn't find alex jones at the rnc i looked for him i looked all over oh oh does looking, alex bro. jones he's running that's a good point. Right? Is Alex Jones yeah. an alien? Because he doesn't. He's very consistent on that. Really? He says everything he's ever read, everything he's ever seen, that the aliens are all disinf- disinformation. Uh, a lot of that stuff is just like secret Illuminati technology. He's really, really adamant. Oh, that's kind of a bummer that he's totally dismissive of it. I mean, yeah, I guess he thought they're just regular evil people like in Bohemian Grove sacrificing babies to, to, to Moloch and stuff, but like there's nothing Which is weird because I mean he believes he believes there's like evil spirits and Satan. 
it's trying to plug everybody into huh. some weird transhumanist control. Like it's like like when he's explaining it on the Joe Rogan show, he's just like completely blitzed. So it's really like, <laughs> so. Wait, like, is he? He's afraid Satan. of transhumanism. Like David Icke's also terrified of transhumanism too. There, that's that's yeah. totally a yeah. thing. But you believe in transhumanism and, and evil spirits, like why? I mean, <laughs> just aren't evil, like evil spirits, like totally beyond this reality that we don't quite understand. Which is totally what aliens could be. I mean, I'm not saying that's uh, Occam's razor is leading us towards that, but I was just reading about ugh, I'm blanking on his name, the, the dude who decided that aliens are probably from another dimension. Um, that's like the best explanation. And then, therefore, he like alienates, so so to speak, um, <laughs> you, like UFO ufologists and skeptics, and basically everyone by saying that oh no, there are aliens, but they're from another dimension, not another planet. And uh, I think that's yeah. Jacques Vallée who. Yeah, I, 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 that's probably who I'm thinking. Of, yeah, track, it was also like like a kind of like put ufology to be a venture capitalist, which is fun too, but not as fun as as you would like. Um, UFOs, God, there's so much stuff. I've I've been reading a book that's like a kind of a basic study of UFOs and aliens in culture, and appropriately enough because I plan to talk about aliens um, on later podcasts as well. But it's divided up into there's the cultural, fictional, sort of early reports, Roswell, Betty and Barney Hill type things, and the section I haven't gotten to yet is more about like SETI and more like what you know what's out there let's send radio waves and uh even if that's a bad idea which oh man the first time that i heard There's someone as credible as stephen hawking say maybe it's a bad idea to alert aliens to our presence <laughs> i got like a like a like a certified chill i was like oh no i never thought of that yeah, Just that it's like not safe to do that like uh, maybe they're not nice. it's like that like that like sort of cosmic horror angle, like like that's the last thing you want to do is draw their attention. Like you don't want them to notice you at all. Yeah, that's there's so many like poetic, but also I suppose I mean they could be scientific, quite literal if there were aliens out there and they were they had their ears out in the universe. I mean, I don't know. Just because Stephen Hawking said it doesn't make it true, but I still was like, damn, I never thought of that. Like, but when it's him and not like, you know, <laughs> not David Icke or Alex Jones, you know, right. he tend yeah. to take, uh, take it a little more seriously. A bit more seriously, yeah. And it also sort of smacks of like, I just finished watching um, Star Trek Enterprise, which was pretty panned, I think, by a lot of people and had the worst theme song in human history, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. Oh, um, but you know the whole origin of that is like the the basically the Vulcans are are keeping us as humans in our place for like a century and kind of leaving the training wheels on so we don't travel too far boldly go where no man has gone before sort of thing. So I don't know. We're not. I mean, we're not ready for aliens. I'm not ready for aliens at all. So maybe Hawking is yeah, right. I don't know if I'm ready, but it depends on the aliens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, here's, a, here's, here's a, a question for the class. How scared would you be if you saw, A, if you saw, like, a, an ambiguous UFO, B, if there was, like, an actual landing on the White House lawn type situation? Like, I mean, how catatonic, in my case, would you be? 
if if I saw an alien uh, UFO land on the White House lawn, I would just be like apoplectic. I would be so mad. Like you, <laughs> place. Like, do you know who lived there? <laughs> like Oprah or someone, you know, anybody, anybody, whoever, whoever is in the White House. Don't go in there. No, I'm just like trying to protect don't, the alien. Don't do it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. I would be. Uh, I would think if they landed, that would be a good sign, as opposed to just you know, coming out blasting and that sort of thing. And uh, right, you know, I, I, I tend to hope. Yeah, I tend to hope that more evolved uh, species, I guess, would uh, you know, maybe wouldn't be so keen to 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 dominate or to uh, to use their technology technological advantage against us, but. Uh, Assuming they have one, know. which is a fair assumption. If That's the thing I never... Yeah, if, they, if, they, if they get here, I guess, you know, it's... You the know, thing I, I never quite... In the Hawkins, Stephen Hawking okay. thing, I never quite, like, grasped was the whole... Pretty much the only reason they could want to come here is just to be jerks. And I never... Like, you can travel the universe. Yeah. Like, what, what, I across the universe to, to, to be I don't think that yeah. any kind of motivation, especially a comprehensible one, is is self-evident. Um, I think that any number of motivations could be possible. Probably, like, totally incomprehensible ones, or to totally nightmarish ones, or maybe totally like, I've come to warn humans about their warlike ways and you know you're in like anything right, i mean right. it could they could come here for any reason um i yeah there's a youtube I, video of that of that alien supposed footage of the alien that's uh from like i think he's like from a different dimension talking about how the world was destroyed by war and all this stuff but uh, that's a bummer there's <laughs> the one where the, like, the, like the the alien talks like some bro who's watched like geist a lot and he's like listen man. <laughs> yeah 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 it's one Which is just as reasonable as uh what the hell's name is in the day the earth stood still um him and his big old robot oh uh cloud two yeah oh, yeah i was like i don't know this is a heavy-handed alien you guys i just I like your giant robot, bro, but uh, the rest of this, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm really like, the whole time. Get my mom. Yeah, right? Because like... <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie when I was a kid. I watched a lot. My mom was always really, I was like, this is just a Jesus allegory, okay? This is just like a story, okay? Like, don't, don't read any further into it than that. <laughs> <laughs> was it, I mean, is that or E.T. the more Jesus-y alien story? That's uh. That's another question. I mean, we all know Jesus uh, came yeah. down with a humongous war robot uh, to keep us in line. If we yeah. didn't follow his teachings, yeah, that right. would be pretty cool. Let's be honest, but also of great sure, concern. Yeah. Um, be a more efficient way of getting people's attention, probably. Giant robots, you know. Ever since I, I finally understand yeah. the appeal of giant robots thanks to playing Fallout Three. Where spoiler alert. You get a giant robot at the end, and it's great. But that's sweet. That's not that's the fun. important. <laughs> that's not the important thing. Um, there's too much with aliens. I mean, I don't know if I should quiz you guys. Like, you guys have spent so much time in the Southwest, which I associate so highly with alien country. Um, 
Many years ago, my friend and I listened to the War of the Worlds 1938 broadcast while driving through the desert somewhere, probably New Mexico. Um, and that was very atmospheric and nice. Um, have you ever seen, or do you know anyone who claims to have seen any suspicious lights in the skies? I think it's a good thing to cover. Suspicious lights before, but they're always really easy to sort of in the back of your head say, well, that's, that's, that's a reflection, that's a trick of the light, or on my military bases, and it's probably just somebody's, somebody's screwing up and they're going to just, oh, no, 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 that was completely routine refueling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like weird lights from like far away, and I think that I think like seeing weird, weird lights, especially when they're further away, is always more, always makes you want to believe it's a UFO, (laughs) rather than thinking like it's like a, you know, like a like a private plane or a helicopter or something that's flying a little bit more, you know, because I guess when you think about planes, it's you always think of them going. They're always really easy to spot, and you always see them kind of going in a line, you know, because they're going to the airport or whatever. But, but whenever you see like a light moving, kind of like in a pattern that's a little bit off from that. I, know, I have I seen the Marfa lights. I've seen a few of those. Oh, how's that? Yeah, that's the only other thing I can think of. Those are those are weird. Those you have to see. They, they're. I don't think they're UFOs or aliens. That's just something really bizarre. Oh, hey. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Gotta be careful. <laughs> Never they, say they, they, they do sort of beggar your you know, to, to, to reason, you know explain rationally what you're saying. Three UFOs is some weird. I don't think it's supernatural. I just think it's some weird. You know, we don't understand. Well, I mean, yeah. Do you think that that even that is a bit of a leap for skeptics? I have a friend who, if we talk about this later um, in podcast life, maybe he should come on as well, because he's a bona fide skeptic who's been reading about UFOs for a couple of years now, trying to find the most credible-sounding things. And I'm not going to put words in his mouth, and I'm not totally sure what he thinks, but he kind of thinks there's something weird going on. Not, you know, he's, like, compared to a believer, he's, he's very skeptical, but like the, the 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 true sightings of something in the sky that no one has explained that a bunch of people have seen that there doesn't seem to be a good explanation for he basically thinks something is happening which is very unsatisfying but i certainly find that you know not stephen hawking I'm, I'm, incredible but something to consider that I, I don't think it's aliens i don't think it's it's these are creatures that came on spaceship across the universe. That, that just sounds like incredibly prosaic. I think there's something, and I think it's probably I lean more towards like it's a, it's a it's a physical phenomenon we don't understand. It's um, asset of of another dimension or another segment of reality that we just we probably don't have the right sensory to fully comprehend like we just i mean we just with our five senses have the tools to understand it exactly or measure it understand it is that any less weird than aliens uh i think aliens is is way too easy and pat of an answer i think that's okay okay i think that's that's the thing we need alien technology to uh to figure out these things 
we need that humans was... come here and give us to help us <laughs> I, lend us I always technology. That. Like, to... how could humans possibly evolve without aliens? Well, how the fuck did the aliens evolve? Like, is this just like aliens all the way down? <laughs> is that what we're doing? I mean, if that's what we're <laughs> doing, okay. We but got it from other aliens. Yeah, I mean, that's like it's aliens all the way down. If that's where we're going, um, I don't know what I think. I. I was really scared of aliens when I was little. Um, we had two scary books. We had a scary ghost book and a scary alien book. I can picture both of them so well that clearly they were, you know, Im- imprinted upon my soul. Um, and they both had scary illustrations and scary photos. Um, and I was fairly scared of those, but it was it was fiction that made me more scared. It was actually, of all things, Mars Attacks, which I didn't realize was funny when I was nine because I hadn't seen enough 50s movies of the type that it was parodying. And the ones I had seen, I also thought were kind of scary. Um, Mars Attacks was really scary. And like full disclosure, 15 years old when I saw signs, parents live by a cornfield. I have a pantry. The ending of that movie may be slightly ridiculous, but the atmosphere is kick-ass. And it was, it was really basically scary. your house. Yeah, it was really scary. Never before since have I made an audible shriek, like sound <laughs> in a crowded theater. But the part in Signs where <sighs> Joaquin Phoenix is walk- watching the like the fake home video from like um, Brazil of like the children's birthday party, and then the alien comes from behind uh, the bushes. Um, yeah, I shrieked very loudly in the theater, and it was great. <laughs> It was actually really fun. That was, it was one of my best movie watching experiences because I think the entire theater was kind of into it and it wasn't just like me and my friends. Like it was actually a really good watching experience. The next three days I basically was like, <laughs> aliens are everywhere. Oh no. Fire in the Sky did that to me. I can I'm, I'm oh, still Fire in the Sky scared I, that movie. I can't. I can't watch that. Yeah. I don't think I can ever no, watch that. That movie <laughs> creeped the hell out of me. <laughs> When you read the guy's yeah. actual account, like what what actually happened, it's. I mean, he was lying. Like he just went out. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's comforting. Like, there was somebody in my group like Wait, what? to it, but it was like made up. I thought I might have I might be mistaken, yeah. but uh. But yeah, the but, uh, yeah, but that movie is a lot less scary. I just heard that like this like the, the scene of the abduction and stuff is and the some stuff is just really scary. But I always yeah. assume it's like community? crazy flashbacks too. I was assuming yeah, well, there's this part where it's like floating around in the ship. Mm. Communion has like it has. I, I was too scared to read Communion, um, especially because like my family members. I have too many family members that kind of think it's real, um, and that would sort of make it worse. But my sister made a, made us watch Communion a couple of months ago, and there's a couple of like sort of sickening atmospheric things like that I associate with movies like The Mothman Prophecies, where it's like cold flickering lights and like menace done really well and they're like communion initially with the ufo it's it's unsettling and eventually it's just christopher walken incessantly and these really 80s looking like little blue dudes who are not scary the only part of communion i've seen is the aliens and like because i was i was like scared to death but aliens, like they look so corny. It was there's like, like yeah, the regular kind of aliens, and then there's like the dumbass looking blue guys, and it's just and then Christopher Walken is such a bizarre human, alleged oh, human yeah. creature. I was like, well, this is not scary. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, on a side note, as someone who came of age in the '90s and who remembers ads for Fox's airing of Alien Autopsy, 
which oh, I don't yeah. think I ever oh, watched because yeah. I was just like, <laughs> for years. I thought that the X Files was way more subtle with aliens, and that they rolled out like the reality of them in that world much slower than they did because I was too goddamn scared to actually watch the ones directly about aliens. I was also no, too scared to watch the ones directly about ghosts. So for the life of me, I don't know what I was watching every Sunday night after The Simpsons, but I was watching something. So, I mean, I watched the uh, incestuous Pennsylvania family murders everyone episode um, and the giant uh, Chernobyl made tapeworm guy one, which I'm pretty sure traumatized me for yeah. many years. Oh, right. Yeah. Tombs. That guy was creepy. Yeah. The one that the one that oh, was man. like the big hit in my in my family was like Tombs, the guy that ate livers the, and hibernated. The squeezy guy, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not good. That's not good either. Yeah, and then he can get in anywhere, you know. So it's not. Yeah, like, he can he can be anywhere. It's different from be. your average Ooh. aliens of lights, and you know that's. And then that actor okay. married like the fifteen year old who might secretly be forty. So that's confusing. Um, but that's a that's a never mind. Don't Google that. It's not. This up later. I'm gonna. Actor play tombs, the stretchy guy. <laughs> Just don't fall into that rabbit hole of or, sadness. Or tape, or tape guy in real life. Um, oh, oh god. Oh, but the tape. Where, I was going to rewatch all of the X Files before the tenth season thing, and I technically rewatched the tapeworm guy episode, but I hid under the covers and like shrieked repeatedly because it was so upsetting. <laughs> and that's the last time. That's not no more. I'm putting that to rest for all eternity. But the 90s was pretty into aliens. Um, I guess, like, we, I mean, I don't, I don't find sort of the, the aliens that are in vogue lately is interesting because it's, I, was, I generally think of ancient aliens taking over the History Channel type of bullshit. Uh, but um, I'm trying to think of how we can take it back a little ways because we haven't really started from any good, a, good, I think old-fashioned the, alien foundations. But uh, I think the thing with the '90s and, and the aliens is it was like the 40th and 50th anniversary. Of a lot of the really important like UFO events. Like, as well as uh, so it was. It was just sort of it was just floating around there, and then also it was like, well, we don't have Russians. <laughs> Finally, yeah. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> I, I chalk everything up to the the Cold War because that's just you know. The nineties were weird though. I guess it was like we had we had a moment to turn inward and be weird as Americans. Like they were not you know, weren't yeah. doing the war on terror, weren't doing the Cold War. We had a couple of domestic terrorists. We uh sent feds after like weirdos in the woods and on various compounds. And we thought a lot about aliens and watched the X Files every Sunday night. That was and that, I mean that's definitely like the the whole a lot of domestic terrorism moment after in the in the nineties is definitely like us like in the absence of a bigger evil empire these like weirdos in the woods decided well i guess i'll go bomb a federal building you yep. know like we became maybe i don't know i'm i am sure i'm on the list for saying that now <laughs> i don't That's, know the it's origin, an interesting like... point that you know there's all yeah <laughs> things like that happen i mean especially and then you look at stuff like uh like waco and you know it's you know, which is a terrible event and, you know, not involving aliens, but <laughs> as far um, as we know, but you know, how, exactly. But, uh, but you wonder how many, you know, how many groups are out there right now that, uh, you know, that 
that no one really cares about just because there's so much other stuff going on. Oh, and like, well, I think the '90s was well, the '90s is also the, the internet, and so that sort of just like blossomed a little bit more. All of a sudden, everybody's on the internet now. Here in 2017, we are all so jaded by by that that it's it doesn't have the same charge anymore. Like, oh, there's cultists over there doing this weird thing. Yeah, that that really bumps me out. Yeah. Um, as like a would-be writer of things, like when I realized that I read um John Ronson's book Them, um I don't know five years ago maybe for the first time. It's from the very early two thousands. Um, and I think it took him like five years to write, so it kind of spans uh, uh a bit and. Obviously, there was the internet then, but we didn't have the, the it wasn't social media web 2.0, if we're still using that obnoxious term. Um, and yeah, we weren't just like bombarded by bullshit. Um, Alex Jones, Alex Jones is in the Jones Ronson book, but like, it was more fun, I feel like back then before it was sort of like ruining reality more. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it seemed more interesting like the, like a more of a, an interesting project to go after and to write about these these people with um with like a human touch. I mean, you can still do it, but I don't know. They seem more insistent now if you've read sort of the comments section on in bad places and it's not the more of them the less charming unfortunately it is. Uh though I still Who's enjoy wrote that there was a piece about the Branch Davidians that was written in the last couple of years, and it might have been Malcolm Gladwell, and it was it was a, it was it was talking about like a biblical scholar who was talking to the the Branch Davidians in Koresh in particular, and how like he had seen this other other window solve that whole standoff it was basically just like these divinely inspired. He has to write this thing. He has to write this sort of and then, like, God's done with them, and we can do whatever we want. So we can write it. And the FBI was more interested going shooting everybody. And they, they, didn't have, they didn't have any faith in the process of just letting this weirdo ramble about the Bible for, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and Malcolm Gladwell piece. It was really good. I, I, hmm. I bookmarked that it was a New Yorker piece, and I can picture it. Um, I don't know if it's the yeah. same religious guy that he talks to that um, I read a book by him and another person, and their whole premise was basically, I mean, kind of regardless of like how cynical you, you felt about uh, David Koresh or not, the thing to do was to indulge the religiosity. And they tried, I'm giving them way too much credit, they tried a little bit, and then they were like, eh, we give yeah. up. Um, which, yeah. You know, if you're in that position of power, it's your job to, you know, be totally irritated for as many months as it takes to resolve it without, oops, everyone burned down. Like, that's your job, and you, you fucked up. So. I, I think one of the, like, the things I think that's it's interesting in some ways about the UFO thing is it's it's sort of like a... In itself, like it relies a lot on, on faith, a lot of the stuff. Like you just the one that these things are real, two that they're space aliens, three they have some sort of. You know, I mean, there's not. It's not just you know, just even if they are spaceships, they're just randomly cruising past for whatever reason. <laughs> just cruising. I, it's like, I, I think it's like, like 
lot of those same needs that with religion it's like you know okay there's something else out there and it, you know there's a there's a plan which hey is to tie it back in it's kind of also what a lot of people feel about the government so <laughs> that they have a divine plan and That's are true. watching us daily <laughs> great <laughs> that's good wrap that up <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to enjoy Gitmo. Hopefully, we'll have cells next to each other so we can continue this conversation. Um, okay, so the walls aren't too aliens, big. you guys. I'm going to tell you guys something. I don't think Roswell is very convincing at all. Um, Get because out. Because it... <laughs> Get out of... No, but I mean, there, there are other incidents that, like... <laughs> it's just that nobody really made this the ufo thing until like the 1970s it was basically a minor thing and then a book or two appeared that said holy shit you won't believe the cover-up <laughs> and the detail here and like for 30 years everyone was like yeah it just like people have this you know it's sort of the elder statesman of ufo things like the foundational thing and it just from what i've read about it yeah. it, it doesn't impress me very much um even though I totally want to go to Roswell and look at all this tacky tourist shit, like really badly, I don't. Oh, it's so great! Yeah, I really want to go. Interesting but I also... UFOs, interesting UFOs hitting waves, and like that first one was in the late in the late forties, the Kenneth Arnold sighting, fifties, and then it sort of dies out a little bit, and then the seventies, like things weird come back around, astrology and and. And ESP and UFOs. And yeah, the more hippie, uh, the hippie UFOs yeah. came in in the seventies. Yeah, uh, and and then dies out a little, again a little bit and comes back in the nineties, and then yeah, like most things, yeah. waves. I think. Um, and I have um, I have this very handy book right here. Uh, I'm using this alien as a bookmark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, this, this is great. I, I bookmarked some key pages what? in this uh, nice UFO evidence. National a Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, or NECAP, the UFO evidence edited by Richard H. Hall. And I was looking at this lovely um, timeline of basically important stuff. And July forty-seven, which is like exactly, is that like exactly Roswell? <laughs> It says the Air Force began investigating UFO report yeah. reports after sightings by airline pilots, other qualified observers. Um, it was called Project Sign and then Project Grudge, and then eventually that was Blue Book. And Blue Book was the one that lasted for a solid like 30 years, um, I think. I believe it was the late 70s when they were like, okay, stop, you know, we're not, we're done looking at this. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop this is ridiculous. Yeah. What are you doing? But like that's a good, you know, they the Air Force spent a really like solid while actually cataloging and looking into this stuff, um, assuming they weren't, you know, doing a massive cover up or something. Uh, <laughs> like, I think sometimes, I mean, it took, I don't know about you guys, but it took me a, lo a while to find out that it wasn't just fictional in that, you know, the, these authority figures were actually like seriously like, okay, what is this? we're actually going like, to write down your crazy person phone call to the FBI and we're going to see if we can explain, you know, the, the, the flying uh, hubcap you saw and the green guy who waved at you and we're, we're going to write it down. 
I don't know. It's like, it, I'm not saying this is hidden history, but it's like, I don't know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying, trying, trying to describe. To me, it's, it's interesting in the same way that like astrology is interesting. Or that some of the, it isn't? Know, <laughs> some weirder <laughs> occult. Some of the weirder occult stuff is, is it's like, I don't find it interesting in and of itself. I find it interesting because people who have a lot of power mm. think there's something to it. You know, I, like, I really don't care about like Don or whatever. I, I don't, who knows what they're doing. But the fact that there was like so many like high people, people of uh, uh, positions of power that were interested in it and that were keeping their eyes on it. Interesting, like, 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 well, if they if they're into it, then I then there's there's something I should be paying attention to, not specifically because I believe in it, but just influence the things that they are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, Reagan, you know, like Reagan supposedly like arranged a schedule around. Didn't um Carter actually supposedly see a UFO? I'm not sure if he was in office. Or if it was before or after. Carter reported a UFO and he talked about it. But Carter in like in UFO, sort of the the UFO, is the guy you know is like a devout small town like Baptist guy in the South, and supposedly he's the one that when like he got he they, they took him in the room after the inauguration and gave him the briefing and told him like he's the one who was, was like had his head in his hands just like crying because like every you know. He finally found out the truth of, of what UFOs were and it, like everything he believed in. UFOs <laughs> are not real. What you saw was a weather balloon. <laughs> yeah. Those aliens are real, but God isn't, or something, whatever it is. <laughs> the government knows is the answer. I don't think they, uh, um, isn't it also Clinton claims he asked like immediately, right? Which. It's like the only yeah, thing I've ever yeah, heard Hillary, really. Him and Hillary yeah. both have, they have weird UFO. Well, I mean, I I would ask about everything immediately, except then I'd, I'd be waiting for, you know, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, the sequel, um, to show up. <laughs> and that's one reason I won't be elected president is because I'm much too paranoid to be president. Um, and, and the, the one thing I think Independence Day really gets right is when the, like, the slimy CIA guy is like, Mr. President, we can't tell you that UFOs are real because there has to be plausible deniability. I love that movie. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, see that. It was it got everybody was hating on it, but wait, the sequel? I mean, like, or the original? You have to see the original. It's a bona fide. Oh, the original I've seen. Yeah, classic, non-classic. Yeah. Well, the great. sequel's good. I don't care what anybody says. The sequel's good. It's. The sequel was a was a was a tragedy. No, it it could have been something. Like there was there was actually room for a progression in the storyline. Like I love this. I actually love the idea of Earth dealing with the aftermath of an alien invasion that has been thwarted, and then the fears. Yeah. Like I like like so, the aforementioned signs. I loved, yeah. but but the end of signs. Uh, Mel Gibson's character is putting his collar back on, and he hears his kids laughing, and like everything's fine now, and no one has crippling PTSD from the fucking alien invasion. Really, really. I once wrote a really shitty short story where someone's in therapy after an alien invasion, um, and it was not good. But yeah, 
Bill Pullman was a wreck because of the alien war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that could have been legit, but then they were like, here's a bland fighter squadron, and here is a woman who is absolutely exists so this movie can sell in China, and just boring as shit. I think that pro-army ads kind of turned me off, too. Oh, that was repulsive. Like, that yeah. was repulsive. Like the, that made the, me feel like so dirty back uh, to that movie. Yeah. The, yeah. The they could have done or whatever it was. something with Independence Day 2, but instead they took, like, the boldest move and said, like, instead of just, like, an invasion, we're going to use this to pivot, like, the space opera thing. So it's yeah. how you have, like, people in, like, you have people in, like, you know, starfighters, and there's, like, a kaiju fight at the end. And they're like, oh no, we're all going to this other planet to train their <laughs> army, and then we're going on like Interstellar Jihad. I know, and like it's gonna fucking turn into Starship <laughs> Troopers too. The the movie. Um, yeah, I, with- I, I, it's gonna be more fun than Star and less more fun than Starship Troopers. Even though like the, the thing with Independence Day Two is like they have like like now has an, has a military government, but marked on just like yeah, no, of course they do in time. So. <laughs> like, we got attacked by aliens, of course. I like yeah. we have a little trusted world government now. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool now, yeah. <laughs> There's a moon yeah, base. What are you shit. gonna do? Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I fear that like obviously the, the technology advancing in twenty years is too fast. There's a bunch of ridiculous shit. It's Roland Emmerich. Um, as soon as the, the trailers for that movie actually looked good, I, I actually paradoxically was like, I know I know this sucks because it's Roland Emmerich and he can't be good he can only provide independence day one levels of quality which is we have you know models and exploded white houses and a certain amount of charisma that carries the like nonsense of this and and he can do no better than that so when it actually looked like a good movie i was like i know this can never be um and it wasn't it was dumb (sighs) but well that's the tragedy. It is. A, it's the real tragedy. Um, yeah, there's uh, the alien thing. It's just like it's just a part of America, and obviously, it's a part of other um, other countries as well. I recently read a book that uh, professed to explain the crap Russian word, the what you call it, pass uh, incident. Um, where the nine Soviet oh. college students were mysteriously killed. Oh yeah, that 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 layout or something like that. Yeah, I am. I am not Russian. My Russian is yet. Are you sure? Louis, listening that I, I double I double pinky swear. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. That would uh, present for the problems. All the way, baby. <laughs> Um, and there's like if you it's one of those things that if you read about it late at night initially you're like oh my god it was aliens or you know at the very like or it was some sort of Soviet like death ray gone wrong or some shit and the explanation that the guy came to was it feels like a stretch but um, he kind of covered his bases more than anyone else I think has which is basically that there is this um auditory phenomenon that can make people feel really freaked out and people have suggested that's an explanation for supposed ghost incidents sometimes as well basically certain frequencies make humans feel scared and anxious um kind of paranoid and things like that and 
basically the placement of the students these are all incredibly experienced hikers and they were found you know their bodies were found without their boots on and stuff where like they they had cut um out of the tent in order to escape like really all every macabre uh detail and, like their, their clothes are shredded or they were new right exactly like okay aliens cut out their tongues oh, yeah. um you know just like like ridiculous shit and it's probably like animals ate their tongues uh you know all this uh but like like there was still the, the fundamental need to explain why exper really experienced hikers like ran out of their tents without their boots on in the middle of the night which is you know eerie enough to give you pause um but it basically yeah. it sounds like the uh dead mountain with the, that's the chipper name of the mountain that was nearby uh that that, that the dude the author of this book talked to a um atmospheric dude who was like yeah basically the, the mountain placement it's perfect it has this flat topic totally could have caused this auditory thing that would freak you out and nobody knew about that in 1959 and basically <laughs> and nobody a, like, a better explanation for this so it probably wasn't aliens um and the soviet government probably covered it up because they're they were a dumbass, powerful government whose initial response to anything mysterious was, holy shit, cover that up and don't talk about it. So, I'm saying Well, satisfied. there's like, like, that's what originally refers to as like the weird feeling you get in the woods by yourself. Like, like it's supposed to be like oh. the, the god Pan. Oh, I forgot about Pan. <laughs> yeah, so that's where, that's where like, like that's what we're panic. It's like that, that this weird Going into the etymology now here and now, all right? It's fair enough. You go to, go to in the woods because you're alone. And it's just, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Nine, still, still nine, nine of them, there. nine experienced Soviet hikers. Their job was to be good, fit communists and go hiking. And so the fact that they died is a little was a little weird, but yeah. I don't know. I I used to like be you know like. Okay. <laughs> I, I used to be looking for evidence that aliens weren't real because now I'm a little more on the side of looking for evidence that they are real, but still a little bit afraid to to delve too deeply. A little too afraid to watch fire in the sky, for example. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's that story is probably total crap, so you're safe watching that one. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. the magic I, of fiction, It might still though. scare you, though. Yeah, I mean, like... It's like scary. I, I love yeah. things. There's all there's all sorts of dumbass things where I don't believe it, but my spine is like holy shit and crinkles wildly. <laughs> and as I try to sleep at night, you know, I'm not super relaxed. Yeah, it's not about. There's that that's, one that's kind scene of in, it like gets in your head and um and messes with you even. What what does like, it for I'm me? I constantly search in movies like that or like fiction like that. It just like gets in your head and won't leave. Yep. There's that one that one scene in Fire in the Sky where he's like floating around the ship, like he he, he got loose somehow. All the old basketballs, and glasses, and clothes from like the just hundreds and thousands of people oh, he's yeah. been abducting over the years, and he like breaks into like one of those little cells and finds like half. They're just like abducting people and just leaving them in these little things to die. And, ugh, yeah. Oh, so basically, yeah. like we're, we're lab rats. I mean, that's. That's always a fun, you know, yeah. sort of compromise. Still sort of human-ish motivations, but, like, you know, they're not coming down because, yeah. like, they're, they're like, laughing maniacally. 
about causing pain. They're like, oh, look at this creature. Poke, poke, dissect, <laughs> leave in cage to die. I mean, that's, I mean, we do that too. So maybe they would never do that, but, uh, or, or, you know, the war of the worlds thing where it's obviously, um, H.G. Wells was in the anti-imperialist league and obviously there was some, uh, some poking, uh, pointed points in, uh, in, in that, but, uh, you know, that's also, it doesn't matter if I guess they're malevolent, if they come yeah. down and start uh, messing with us, we're, uh, we're in trouble either way, I think. And from, from like a narrative standpoint, where like, if you have a movie about aliens, the aliens have to have something like recognizable intentions. But that to me, that's also like the worst part of alien movies is it's like, like we have we have no idea why they would be here. We have no we have no ability to understand what they're even doing. It's like all the way here to stick needles in your dick and and trillion eyeballs or whatever. Like Ooh, or so forehead ridges or pointed ears, yeah. like the wildest things you can possibly imagine. Uh, thank you, Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's with that. Gene, for Gene Roddenberry. It was like, listen, space aliens, they get have boobs. Obviously. Obviously. Gene Roddenberry, he was a, he was. Hey man, he tried in the very first, in the first pilot of the first Star Trek, he tried to have a second in command lady who wore pants and the networks were like, whoa, (laughs) listen, whoa, buddy. If you're thinking, if you're trying to tell us that in 300 years, women will not wear mini skirts in space, like just get the fuck out of here. Come back here. That's that's funny. ladies. In space miniskirts, and then we can reevaluate this show. Women in pants, ladies oh, in pants, in positions of power. My go go boots and miniskirts. Yeah, that was. Yeah, go go boots and miniskirts is somehow <laughs> less racy than women in, in pants. That's. Well, no, she was she second in command. Like you can't, you can't do that in like 1967. That's, that's no, absurd. no, you can't. That's no, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Oh, aliens, so crazy. Um. Yeah, even some of the, like, I feel like the most out there alien thing I've read recently was an Octavia Butler book. Um, and these aliens, they're still trying to just kind of save us. I think I think basically we totally fucked up the world and, and they basically gathered some people and kept them in cold storage for a while until they were ready to chat and talk about, like, going back down to Earth and getting our shit together. And, like, the aliens are, are portrayed as terrifying most like everybody at first glance and stuff but you know and they're less humanoid than something gene roddenberry would invent but they're still you know they have tentacles like they're not even in this book that tries really hard to be more out there and have like and they're like three parents in their sexual alien behavior and it's all uh, one of them is like neuter and it's whoa, it's totally out there. And they're still like, it's still pretty damn humanoid at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't know. They still want to help us in a way that seems humanoid. Ooh, and God, now I want to talk about yeah. children, uh, childhood's end. Again, the, what the hell? Arthur C. Clarke. I watched, I forget, they just did like a big sci-fi miniseries of it, and I just totally did not watch it. I would like to watch it. Um, you guys know? Do you know? Have you read it? I'm I've not read it. I'm, familiar with the, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the way the plot works, and I'm just. I mean, never, I assume the ending 
is supposed to be disturbing. It's not supposed to be like encouraging. And that's more alien what happens at the end of that, but it's still, I don't know. I think Clark from what I've read sort of does the hand wavy and then everything was so alien. We couldn't even comprehend it sort of thing, which is more alien, <laughs> but also sort of yeah. like a shrug. <laughs> I um yeah, but he never quite played it for the for like the horror, right? Yeah, because I'd be like, I, I understand this, but I'm a reasonable scientist, scientist and whatever. It's like, be like, I, I I don't understand this. It's so alien to me that I'm losing my yeah. And a big criticism of, of Arthur C. Clarke. I do love one. actually, Chavos and I kind of blew my mind but in like a way that i'm still not sure how much i liked it but his book rendezvous with rama i actually really really liked and found kind of optimistic because it's basically humans are pretty advanced and we live on a couple of planets and this big ass ship is um you know shows up on the edge of the solar system and uh captain and his crew go out to check it out and there's a bunch of weird shit in there and there are no obvious sort of entities. Um, there's like sort of robot animal things. And it's weird and confusing. And it's never explained. But there's a point when the dudes who live on Mercury, who are all like hot-headed and they're, the jerks live on Mercury, basically, I guess. Or like, they're like, we're going to blow it up in case it's coming towards us. And the captain... Our main character guy is like, like sabotages it because he takes a chance on the mysterious universe and says, I don't know what the hell's in this ship, and this could be a terrible idea, but I'm not going to be the one who like blows up the mysterious thing because I'm scared it's going to get me when I, there's no evidence to suggest that. And that, in like a mysterious ass way, is very optimistic. And I actually really like that book. And I'm sorry for spoiling it. Yeah. And hopefully you forget about it if you haven't read it. <laughs> I like that. It's like a trope of science fiction. I always, I've always liked it. Like one planet are generally going to have the same temperament. Like, oh, Mercury, fire planet. <laughs> That's where the jerks live. Yeah, we put other jerks They're going to be a little. Like the people off. Sorry. <laughs> That's a gas planet. <laughs> but that, that, that is weird. Yeah, I, that's kind of a say, thing. Can you even say that about like? That down to like, like continents. Like, what is the the North American like? We're also the jerks. R. J. C. Clark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean the jerks. In some ways, we're the jerks. That. Well, we're the we're the crass. Yeah. Um, we're the rude people, and the new, we're the new money. We're the nouveau riche. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the, hence the president of the United States. I mean, that adds a little credibility to that cliche. And Canada's our pleasant hat that is like too polite to even be very embarrassed by us. Um, <laughs> and England is our fancy I mean, father, mother. I was like, things yeah. like Canada's less racist than the, in the U.S. Like, no, they're just more polite, really. Yeah, no, they just they just do it in a <laughs> way that's it's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's not any better. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. But that's crass about it, yeah. Yeah. You know, they say A when they're being racist, and then they have some poutine, yeah. and it's very charming. The Canadians are going to get mad at us for this podcast. <laughs> they're going to come oh, after man. us. 
how they are. How, how would we yeah. tell? Yeah. <laughs> There's some great Kate Bean comics about the Canadians, like, finally being p- angry <laughs> and coming to the White House, I think. And someone's like, sir, the Canadians here, and they're very angry. And the person goes out and is like, thanks for coming today. And then the Canadians are like, oh, you're, thank you. Like, they basically, he's polite to them, and then they can't be mad anymore. I don't know. Kate, Kate Beaton's pretty good, except when she makes j- jokes about Canadian history that I never learned because Canada doesn't matter. I'm just kidding, Canada. I love you, Canada, I promise. Poor Canada. Maple, maple and weird flavored <laughs> potato chips and having an accent that doesn't make sense. It's good stuff. Yeah. They probably have, they have really good Canada. maple tea. And they have nice parks. Kind of yeah, maple is delicious, actually. I th- think we should put more things here in America. It's of... Yeah. So we did. The about it, Canada's like, wait, you actually do put maple in lots of things? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, maple. <laughs> that's like if you. That's like if we ate eagles on like, it was like all the time. It was like. That's not, well, that's not exactly the same as eating eagles. <laughs> it's on their flag. I know it is. Yes. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> Maybe we should eat eagles. Wait, do they not delicious. eat maple? Do they just store it and? Um... <laughs> And like, like, yeah, like, like salute it every morning. I don't know what Canada does. God yeah. damn it. But maple is delicious. <laughs> I'm very angry about fake maple syrup. Okay. So we haven't re- okay. We see, this is the good thing about aliens is that we're going to, we're never going to run out of alien topics. Um, you know, we didn't really cover, and we can do this the next time aliens come around. Some of the more substantial governmental alien stuff. Um, I just like, I'm still struck by the fact that the, like the Air Force was really serious about this, but the thing is, now obviously there, okay, there's there's the airships craze that was like the 1880s, 1890s, um, and I'm not sure the origin of that. I guess I mean hot air balloons were invented before that, but they weren't they were pretty uh, bold and experimental. I'm not sure what people think the prosaic explanation for the airship sighting phenomenon actually is. But when it comes to the classic UFO shape, well, it goes pretty neatly with the Cold War, um, almost completely. So it's really hard for me to be super um, credulous when it it basically lines up perfectly with the Cold War. (laughs) Kind of takes the wind out of the sails a little bit. Uh. But, it, I mean, I, I, you, you know, you assume that the, the Air Force was thinking, what are these damn Soviets up to when they were looking into this most of the time? Or at least that was the fear. Probably not that it was actual aliens. But then... Well, there's that. Around the same time as the, as the um, thing in the 18th, 19th century, there's a, this town in Texas, supposedly an alien died in and was buried in a graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely heard about that. I don't know where I was reading about that. It's like, I mean, can is his grave marked? Like, can you can we dig him up? I don't mean to be rude or anything, but <laughs> I would like to investigate this further. <laughs> we want to know. Yeah, we want and the truth. Even, and, and the towns all over, they also refuse to, like, exhume the body. Which is weird to me. Yeah, they don't. Of course they did. You know why? <laughs> because it's they, real, they really but they were paid off by the government. Gets... Yes, exactly. But back then, the government was like, 
dudes in, in like who wear wool suits in, in <laughs> most damning like, like <laughs> owners and they're like here's a bushel of tobacco do not tell anybody about <laughs> you know like I really enjoy your impression of the government of all it's it's good I like that that's great <laughs> three dudes in wool suits yeah just <laughs> hush now <laughs> Don't say a word about the man from the stars. <laughs> Every time it's before now, it's actually just the, the 1940s when you're doing an impression. That's the rule about that. Um, I don't it's have the a 90s s- and then the 1940s, basically. Yeah, that, that's right. actually that's nothing, true. Nothing in between. There's nothing in between. I have to tell you guys something important. I don't have a good segue because we accidentally skipped to the 1890s. But in my little, my yellow book here, that I got a half price books for uh, nine ninety nine. It was a good day. Uh, so the the National right. Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, uh, kneecap UFO evidence. Okay, so here's a little story. In nineteen sixty three, a kneecap member posed a hypothetical question. Hypothetical, really, to the U.S. Department of Justice: If a human being killed a spaceman in a moment of panic and fear, would this be murder? Or could the person defend his action on the legal ground that he had not committed homicide since the being was not human? This, this ties in well to you know, the killing uh, Bigfoot debates and, and like when it's justifiable self-defense. And it says, on July 11th, Assistant Attorney General Norbert A. Uh, Schley replied, as a matter of information, it does not seem likely that present criminal laws against homicide would play a primary role in restraining attacks by excited citizens the situation you described were to arise. Since criminal laws are usually construed strictly, it is doubtful that laws against homicide will, would apply to the killing of intelligent man-like creatures alien to this planet, unless such creatures were members of the human species. So again, if they're humanoid, like Gene Roddenberry creations, and they're like clearly just us with like forehead ridges, like does that count? Where they're killing these creatures would violate other criminal laws, for instance, the laws against cruelty to animals, this was mentioned before by one of you, or disorderly conduct. <laughs> that kills me, by the way. Disorderly conduct <laughs> would ordinarily depend on the law of the particular state in which the killing occurred. Until it is clear what problems of safety, health, or commerce such creatures might bring, there is little basis for describing the kinds of laws which might prove appropriate. Um, I really love that this was answered. I, I appreciate that. The idea that it would be disorderly conduct to kill an alien, I find absolutely amazing because I always used to joke that disorderly conduct was basically that and conspiracy are anything, just anything. Like you're pissing off the government, it's disorderly conduct or conspiracy because you told like your friend about it. And who knew disorderly conduct could apply to killing a poor innocent space alien? The poor guy. (laughs) So basically, the government, like, this is, we've been thinking about oh, this. Man. Like, this has been seriously I, I think at the time, it, yeah. <laughs> I think at the time, it's like, hey, hey, I killed an alien. And I'm like, well, I don't know, but he's an alien. Listen up, son. Was this, was he red? <laughs> red? <laughs> and it almost makes sense in a way, too, because, I mean, even if you think I'm, I'm unlike everyone on Twitter, but, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, kill, you know, so many laws they pertain, they all pertain to people or to like animals or whatever. But yeah, when you throw in this extraterrestrial element, I mean, like, if they're clearly, that, like, how do you, how do you, yeah. if they're clearly intelligent, I mean, 
if they come here in a spaceship, there's something intelligent going on. And even, you know, like, what if it was, like, the equivalent of a, a, one of the greater apes or something? Even that disorderly well, yeah, conduct yeah. is insulting, you know? Like, there's a... Yeah, definitely. I just... I think that's... There's a theory that the aliens... Yeah, it's, it's a, that the aliens people see, like, that it, or they get they get abducted by, that they're not really aliens or biological drones. Ooh. Space, space travel is so difficult and so far apart that they're not, like, the, the actual aliens aren't aren't in the ship they're just sending these drones to do their to do their work ah. it, it didn't occur to me so, that the aliens themselves would be drones i've thought of the fairly credible relatively speaking idea that ufos are themselves unmanned so to speak drones but yeah. the idea that you know the extraterrestrials themselves are maybe they're cyborgs or robots or something it's yeah true. Uh, you, you hear that you hear that theory a lot that they're either that the the actual like the gray aliens, they're either like they're like drones, like the equivalent of like like bloodhounds that you would use to. to oh, <laughs> this uh, is getting kind of poetic like and creepy. I like it. Court. Yeah. So killing one would line up more with animal cruelty in that case. Yeah, yeah. So so it's, it's, like, it's, an alien, it's, a, it's an alien's dog. You know, it doesn't even matter. You know, it's like whatever. Oh, I'll buy oh, one. I see how it is. Me. I'll buy me. <laughs> wow. We're gonna no knock rain in the alien's door. Fucked up. But bloodhound and aliens is giving me like a unsettled feeling in my spine again. Um, yeah, you guys have, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. There's a really, really short, short story, and I'm blanking on the author, where it's just these alien creatures talking about how, I don't know, they're scanning or in communication with this other ship or planet. And the one is trying to convince the other that, like, that, that, that these entities that they're communicating with or have noticed are, um, they're made of meat. <laughs> and the other alien's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, meat doesn't talk or, like, have radio waves. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It's, the other one's like, no, I'm serious. Like, like our computer's working fine. Like, they're, they're meat. The meat is communicating. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this, but it's what's happening. It's like a, it's a really good premise. It's really short. It's just like this conversation between the two millions. Yeah, it's good. It might just be called Meat or something. I forgot. Um, it's it's worth reading though. I've done a lot of spoilers today. I feel like, which is I apologize for that. I feel like I've read so I can repeat the facts about these books and pretend I've read them. Yeah. Well. So apparently, it's more common in society. Like I always admit the embarrassing like holes in in my literature, like my bibliography of life. I don't. I it seems really stressful to lie about having read something, but it, supposedly, according to surveys, people do that all the time. Yeah, I, they do. I, They're all lies. I can't even read. Always meant to learn. <laughs> Plum forgot. Well, but, but you, you, you don't need to be president. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, you read, okay? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like five books. Well, he's like, he wanted like, like, to. He just doesn't five. want to. <laughs> Trump is like the, the ideal like person of our time because he can't read. He just. Why? 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 why would you... <laughs> I don't know. Somebody I mean... could just tell me this. I could watch it on TV. Like, why would I read? <laughs> yeah, but like the sneaky, like the evil eggheads have not served America well either. I think 
it's almost the same thing in the end. Oh, yeah. uh, especially when the the dumbass who doesn't read has plenty yeah. of evil eggheads work like standing next to him. So it, it really does <laughs> <I> mean, sort of. <laughs> how many of our you evil eggheads on both sides of the aisle basically belong to the same like weird cult? It's the skull like, and bones. Like, isn't it? I just watched. Yeah. I just watched the movie The Skulls. I know how it works in these secret societies. Yeah. <laughs> that was a documentary. You guys are all friends. And, and everyone's friends with Kissinger, and like, but you know, like, why? Thinks about things. He's like, why is that why? not a? Cult? I mean, I mean, just of old age. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's ninety something years old. Um, it's just, it, it, theoretically, it's got to be any day now, right? Well, I mean, I want my gr- my grandma's ninety nine, and I really want Kissinger to go first. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I really I'm not going to do anything about it. Federal authorities. Yeah. I'm late. Late. It's just you know people of a certain age. <laughs> Standpoint. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not. Kidding. We're not. No. 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 We just don't like him. That's all. There's no. No. Federal authorities don't. No. We's We're saying there's there's an age in which. <laughs> And I'm just gonna be neurotic about my grandma. Okay, guys, right now. A, she's really old. You think, come see you think me Pat, <laughs> you think <Pope laughs> Pat will defend us in court? <laughs> that's, that's the question I have now. Yeah, no. It's a it's a free speech ish thing, right? Come on, we're gonna right, again Gitmo. It'll be fun. We can we can hang out in Cuba. There'll be good beaches there. Um, I have no idea how long we have run on this podcast. It could be we could have been talking about this for our whole lives we could be in some sort of suspended animation talking of aliens there's so much been talking about this for about an hour and 20 minutes okay well that's pretty bad but also good um (laughs) pretty bad (laughs) but also good yeah i don't know my brother's this is very meta Uh, should we talk about this thing hanging behind your head oh it's yeah, a, it's, uh, it looks it's like a mobile. Sorry, it's very, it's very. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. It's, it's very. Carrie made it, and I yeah. love it. She's always. Awesome. She's always wondering if she should take it down, but I, I love it. It's like I'm not oh, a big like fan of Dreamcatchers usually, but maybe it'll catch. I didn't want to go straight to Dreamcatcher. I wasn't. No, I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, does it have like any it. powers? Does it like ward off aliens or evil spirits or anything? It, it, it both, probably actually. does. Yes. Yeah. How could it not? I mean, in theory, I yeah. evil spirits and aliens have both steered clear of us so far. So it all comes back to the Simpsons thing. So I said it's working with the rock that um, keeps bears away, or I forget what it is. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's trying to explain like <laughs> that the rock keeps bears away because don't you don't see any bears and. And Homer's like, I'd like to buy your rock, Lisa. So, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, exactly. It's just like that. Yeah. No, I think it probably works, you know. But, um, there's a lot of alien stuff, and yeah. we didn't really come. I mean, there's too much to delve into, and maybe next time we'll be more orga- organized in our alien related concerns. Um, we we have to be organized, but, but we can just talk about aliens some more. Right. No, the yeah. Aliens are- <laughs> It's so unknowable. We don't even know if they exist or not. So we're just like making conjectures about conjectures. Oh yeah, but 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 Bigfoot, of course. You're full of certainty about Bigfoot. You're you're absolute. Like you have nothing vague. You're very definite about Bigfoot. But 
I did not claim to be mocked. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, I mean, there's more alien and government sort of intersection that I think we can explore um, a few episodes from now. Um, I don't know what I yeah. wrote down for our schedule. I might have written down the Mothman because I love the Mothman, but we'll check the schedule and uh, the, the humans who actually listen to this should should turn tune into that as well. We didn't really cover any country yeah. music. Um, oh, we should do that real quick. We should, we should always do that. I agree. Um, you guys have something to share with the class on that subject? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really, uh, dumped anything new lately since your last book. Um, I'm, a on that. I'm a big, I'm a big <laughs> fat country music, not listening. Wow. Wow. That's, it's like a uh, <laughs> period. Cause I just, I just got the records I was really excited about and I'm on the like some records I'm really excited about are coming out like in the next couple of weeks so I'm in a weird in between spot so you're waiting on it's stuff waiting on stuff is good yeah I'm waiting for the new John cool. Bauman record which is going to be cool uh, I'm really excited about that I'm waiting for the new Justin Towns Earl which I think is coming out that's like tomorrow I think actually oh, yeah. tomorrow as uh, as of this podcast <laughs> cool um I almost did Wild Reads a lot, which I bought maybe like three or four weeks old now. Where do you say the Wild Reads? What was that? The record's good. Yeah, I saw them open for, uh, yeah, I saw them play with, I think it was with Langhorn Slim in uh, in Austin at one point. Yeah, they, they're they're new, their new record's very, like, Rilo, like, if you like Rilo Kiley. It's not super country, but, like, if you like, like, Execution of all things, Rilo Kylie. It's it's cool. Three of the vocalists, they have three vocalists, oh, awesome. they're all they're uh, women, and so they get these really great like harmonies, which is, yeah. which is really cool. I like their a lot of like I remember them having a lot of interesting instrumentation, um, you know, especially for I mean for like a. For a touring band, they had like this tons of. I think they had a harmonium and like an auto harp and various mm, things. That's fine. I might be making that up. So that if they listen to this, Zach. Zach <laughs> is my go-to person for. Zach is my go-to person for instruments that are not your usual. He knows all the cool ones. I love good instruments. They can. Do you ever they, have like a or an octave mandolin, Zach? Yeah, I have an octave mandolin. Actually, this uh, a guy. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like it's a mandolin, but it's like it's an octave deeper, and it's um, okay. Steve Roll has played him before, so you've probably okay. seen yeah, they're, they're him play one. Um, but uh, a guy, I went to Joshua Tree. Um, Carrie took me out there one year for my birthday, and we stayed in the room where Graham Parsons died, oh. which was um, <laughs> very cool and very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I met a guy out there who did woodworking and he made basses and mandolins and I asked him to make me an octave mandolin so oh, like, nice. eventually I had this uh, and that's one of like the few instruments I have with me in the in the camper oh good nice. but, uh, awesome yeah you should have uh, we should have broken it out and played us your song about aliens um, oh yeah because you do have your alien song and that's something that at the very least we should be attaching to the beginning of this podcast intro. That'll probably be your job as the, All right. 
yeah. Technical with on the topic uh, of country music. I'll do that. I'm behind you. You better do that. I'm behind on my Justin Towns role. I, <laughs> I love him. I also feel like he went a little Ryan Adams with the sort of like too many albums thing, kind of diluting yeah. your, your quality <laughs> thing. Um, I think he's a really talented dude. Um, he was nice the one time I talked to him. So I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, and I, I will catch up on, <laughs> I'll catch up on um, his music at some point, but I, I'm a little behind on it. I also, um, the Old Crow cover album of Blonde on Blonde. Um, oh, is that recently. Out yeah, I bought oh, it today I and that. I haven't really listened to it because Blonde on Blonde, I'm very mixed on. Um, I feel like we covered Dylan last time, but I forgot that it contains Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat, which I really enjoy and associate with my mother in like a very <laughs> fond way because she thinks that song is like amazing <laughs> and hilarious. Um, but it also has um just like a woman which i honestly think is my least favorite popular dylan song of all time so it's going to be an interesting yeah. listening experience i think because that's yeah neither of those are very yeah. great there's a great version <laughs> of just like obviously five believers <laughs> yeah i want to hear saturday the lowlands because that's a great song i mean there's so it's many very long but like my favorite dylan songs it's literally like like the demo of uh, when I paint my masterpiece and then like the fucking song from Wonder Boys and like, I'm like the worst at picking Dylan songs. I shouldn't even be allowed to speak. Oh, okay. And I'm like, and I, I still really like Masters War. I don't even give a shit, Bob Dylan, if it makes you uncomfortable with its awkward <laughs> 60s earnestness. But I like, you know. Well, he I, plays it all the time. Is it really? Okay, well that's good then. Oh, yeah. Maybe he hasn't yeah. done that. It's literally like, I, I hope think... that you die. Like, it's like the, the peace song where he's like, I hope you die. <laughs> and I just love that. Uh, yeah. That's good stuff. It's great. But I mean, whatever Dylan reaches out to you. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Touched my Don't heart. Apologize. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate whatever. that. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I, I can't it, speak for the man, but. The other country music news that I have is that I was listening to one of those Spotify thinks she'll like this shit sort of mixes. Um, and a lot of it was just stuff that I'd listened to before, but it was like, they were obviously doing it sort of genre-ish. And they had the audacity to put yeah. Hank Williams Jr. on it, and I, I really lost faith in Spotify uh, for a minute there. Oh, no. I was like, God, no. Have you ever heard a song that seemed he just... too dumb to be real? It was like, <laughs> Jr. I mean, it's not just that he's like an annoying sort of generic Republican who once sang a song about Monday Night Football, but like that dude's voice is really just underwhelming. And yeah, his dad's voice was so things. good. And it's just, he's so blah compared yeah. to him. And like, I watched yeah, a shitty games. movie about him. I'm sorry. His mom was creepy and tried to turn him into his dad. And then he had like face altering motorcycle crash or Bob Dylan also did, but. Whatever that was. Like, I'm sorry for your troubles, Hank Williams Jr., but, like, it's just, no. It's just not doing it so for me. So, the neighbor that yeah. had, a, had a shirt, like, he was, like, this guy, he was from Tennessee, and he was just, like, the, like, southern dude, like, Confederate flags and, like, drank just, like, tons of Jack Daniels and stuff, but he had this, like, Hank Jr. tour t-shirt that he had at one of his shows, and it was, like, Civil War lithograph, like, our southern heroes and it was like all this all the southern generals and then hank jr was in there with them <laughs> just hanging out just yeah hanging like, out like, with robert e lee 
Stone, <laughs> Stonewall Jackson, Robert Lee, and Beauregard, and then there's like. <laughs> I want to go to a Civil War battlefield <laughs> and just install like a statue of Hank Williams Jr. and see if anyone notices that it does not belong there. Just having like, like a sounds like you're trying to get sounds like you're trying to fill Jeff Sessions' old seat in Alabama. <laughs> hey, the funniest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, just like, like a like a Banksy style thing where you add something to a memorial and see how long it takes for somebody to notice that it's not supposed to be there. Just put Hank Williams Jr. in there. Yeah, there's your there's the answer. Is just get a hammer and chisel and just put all the like the Civil War monuments and just just, just like participation trophy <laughs> like on all of them and watch them disappear like within like weeks. I do love that. I think that kind of works. Um, some people were being pedantic and objecting. Um, but I think that's pretty funny, actually. Participation trophy. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, now I'm thinking about the two-man gentleman band who are an enjoyable band, and they have a song about Stonewall Jackson and his lack of an arm. It's a good song. I've been to the, the place for Stonewall Jackson's arm. I've been to both his graves. He has one for his arm and one for the rest of them. I've heard that, yeah. Huh. I've, I've seen them both. When um, one thing's great. It's just like this, like farm thing. It's just like this this little building. that was just like the, the office for the farm, and it's just like out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a tree, and they're like, "His arm is buried over there." <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> like, the last thing he said was, "I'm now going to cross the river," and then it's like, <laughs> "Oh man!" So it was so weird. When we um. At some point, we'll have to do a ghost topic, and I can regale my thrilling tale of how I went to Gettysburg, and my friend is really into ghost tours. We went on a ghost tour, but it, like the person giving it had like a huge Yinzer accent, and I can say that because Pittsburgh's like <laughs> five miles that way, um, but I was like, this is not atmospheric. And then the next day, I was walking Pickett's Charge, and I smelled cigar smoke, and I was like, holy shit, a ghost is here, and it was a guy smoking a cigar, so... <laughs> Which is the was most it? logical explanation. No, it was. He was right behind me. He was like seven feet behind me. <laughs> but like, my, I love that my initial thought was like, oh shit, a ghost. Finally, it's happening. And no, it's an actual man with a cigar. It's not a ghost cigar. Or was it? <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to wait until next time to find out when I present the shocking evidence of how that happened. Um. Oh man, we have we have gone way overboard, but y'all are fun and aliens are awesome. Yeah, this is a good time. So I'm gonna wrap yeah. it up, I guess, and maybe next time we'll be more organized. Maybe next time we'll have more aliens or Mothmen, or maybe the government will get us uh, before we can even have a third show. But it has been excellent wow. as always. Um, thank you. It's been fun. You both, everybody, for letting me spoil various sci-fi books for you guys, um, Seth and Nomad Zach. I will see you next time. And uh, Zach, you better attach that alien song to this broadcast. We're gonna need it. You should, you should, you should edit it so it fades like, like we fade out to the sounds of it right, right. now. It better be All better right. be happening. Okay.
Everybody's so weird I don't understand How they are still here How could nobody else notice Strange things Nobody else noticed 